Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. I'm sitting here, right? It's Friday night. And I was just relaxing, you know, watching TV, eating dinner. And I was like, "Um, you know, I'm going to chill for a little while, um, you know, another hour or so. Then I'm going to record. But I needed to start right now because I needed to um, ease up on these cookies that blue left over here because I was just going to keep eating the entire thing. And I was like, I need to put these away and do something to distract me. Like I need to record right now because this is getting ridiculous. He went to Trader Joe's and he got this box of cookies that are essentially like Oreos, but better. And they're called Jojo's. And I've seen them on TikTok and all over social media. They have different flavors. He got the strawberry lemonade flavor. I mean, he came over the other night and he was like, hey, I got a snack for you to try and like all but put it in my mouth. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, these are so good. They're so sweet and like buttery, not too lemony, not too much strawberry. They're like soft on the inside. It's just they are so, 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 so good. And um, probably like super duper unhealthy. So you only need like one or two cookies every so often um so I'm like let me just put this box away because this is just this is just gonna wreck me (laughs) but 10 out of 10 recommend if you find yourself in a Trader Joe's I would definitely get you a box of Jojo's now I want to try the other flavors because I've seen a bunch but the strawberry lemonade in particular chef's kiss go try those out this is not sponsored I wish I wish now it's my goal to have my first sponsorship be like a like Trader Joe's collab specifically for these JoJo cookies. <laughs> so I wanted to discuss something kind of random. Um, I wanted to give a movie analysis, <laughs> but not of any current movie or any recent movie. I was um, just kind of scrolling through, you know, as we do, we all have like these streaming services. You know, we have access to cable and YouTube. Like you can watch pretty much anything at any, any given time. And there's some gems in our in, in the pool of choices. But most of the time, I know there's like just so much to watch, yet nothing to watch at the same time. So I was just kind of aimlessly scrolling. And, you know, the, these little banners are on my home screen on my TV, just, you know, I guess promoting whatever at any given time. And A Walk to Remember popped up. And I hadn't seen this movie in so, 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 so long. And I was like, you know what? I'm just bored enough to rewatch this movie because it holds a very, very special place in my heart. (laughs) This movie came out in 2002, which is full on 21 years ago. And the fact that I have periods of time that I can reflect on, that I can say 
is 20 plus years ago is still mind boggling to me, but here we are. (laughs) I was 13 and I remember seeing this in the movie theater and thinking this was peak romance. Nothing could top this. I remember, you know, tearing up and then like full on sobbing in private when I would rewatch it back in the day. And it was just, it's just one of those movies that just hits you right in the feels. And it's just to me at the time, it was perfect. I still love it for nostalgic reasons. Um, but upon rewatching it this week, I'm cracking up at all the things that I'm noticing and, you know, just at how absurdly cheesy it actually is. And I just had some observations and I was like, I just wanted to dissect this movie a little bit. I don't know how many of you have seen it. ever want to see it or maybe you saw previews or saw postings about it you were like I'm never ever gonna see this but it it was just I was cracking up in here by myself and um I actually only got about halfway through and then I decided to go to bed to you know get up and go for work and then I watched the second half with blue over here and he said that he remembers seeing it he was on a date I was like oh boo who was she but (laughs) He was on a date, like a cute little like teenage date at the time. And he said he was touched by it too back in the day. So it really is a touching movie. And I think, you know, overall it it it's 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 a good watch, but I think if I watched it with new eyes for the first time at the age I am now. I probably wouldn't have even gotten through the movie. (laughs) I probably would have turned it off. But because it has that special little place in my heart, I can always rewatch it. And I'm glad that I did this week because it was just a good time. Okay, so a little synopsis of the movie. Um, It stars Mandy Moore and this other actor named Shane West, who whose name I just uh, realized when I looked it up is Shannon. That's his real name. Interesting. Um, But anywho, um, if follows this love story of these two teenagers okay they live in this small ass town with like one street light there's like it looks like there's like 500 people in the entirety of the town (laughs) okay so it opens up and there's this group of teenagers and you automatically get the sense that they're just like the popular cool kids it's late at night um it seems like they ditched a school dance to go and like hang out by this quarry because where else would the kids go in this podunk town um they really hit the or not hit they really push the individual personalities of these characters like straight away this this mixed match group of like uh teenage girls and boys right so you got um this obvious <laughs> she's just so <laughs> it's like the kind of goody two shoes but like nice nasty mean girl kind of blonde or she's not totally a bitch but she can be and she probably puts that persona on because she's in this friend group then you have like the kind of more over the top promiscuous looking one with the short skirts and she's got the piercings and the bobbed black hair and then you have uh, Shane West's character who 
you can kind of get the sense that he's just grown up with these kids and he's probably over their antics but this is all he knows so he's gonna stick beside them and then there's the main alpha of the group who you could tell is running everything and people just kind of fall in line and then they have the token black guy as you do they're all at this quarry and they're waiting for one of their classmates to come because they're going to pull a prank on him. They get him to crawl up the top of this water tower and they dare him to jump into the quarry. While he's up there, they make a plan to like take his clothes and leave him there naked, whatever, whatever. But when he jumps down into the water, he actually belly flops the shit out of himself and he ends up in the hospital like it was a huge major accident so i mean i guess a small town small laws small rules because nobody went to prison because of it they basically all just got detention which mind-boggling to me because they really got this kid messed up right on top of the accident they were all drinking that night so the owners of the quarry you know they found all these beer bottles and stuff and they reported it to um the principal for some reason they didn't want to press charges but they went and rat it to the principal and the principal you know interrogated all of them like who's gonna you know own up to this and the main guy his name is landon that's played by shane west he basically decides to just, you know, take the rap for it. And the principal decides not to expel him. But his punishment was to, one, help out the janitor after school. So he's going to be cleaning up. Two, he was going to have to tutor on the weekends to some of the younger students. And then for some reason, he was like, um, you're going to be joining drama club and participate in the spring play and the janitor stuff he was fine with the tutoring stuff he was fine with but he said the spring play like that's just the worst god-awful thing that he could ever do and I'm like well, how are you gonna make the drama club suffer because this asshole is out here drinking and, and trying to get his classmates killed like why make them suffer he doesn't want to be there he doesn't know what he's doing he hasn't worked all year to to get the right to work on the spring play like I just think that's so funny like that punishment does not fit the crime at all in between all this happening like the accident and uh, him getting his uh, punishment served you see little clips of he and his friend group teasing one of their fellow classmates her name is Jamie that's the one that's played by Mandy Moore she's very like much a devout Christian she carries her Bible around she dressed very modestly you know she's definitely not part of like the in crowd she's not a total like quote-unquote loser she just has her own circle of friends she keeps to herself she's very humble and nice and she really doesn't pay their insults and whatever any mind she just she's just a very gracious sweet person but it's just crazy to me looking back on it because they're so incredibly mean to her. They're just like calling her Bible thumper. They're making fun of her, you know, devotion to the Lord. And it's like she has done nothing to them, but she'll walk by and they're like, <laughs> nice sweater. And she's like, thank you. And then they'll make fun of her for saying thank you. <laughs> like nice ponytail. Like they're just completely savage to this sweet 
innocent girl and they don't really say why it's just she's just so opposite of them and they're just too cool for anything that they just they just latch on to her but the thing is this whole popular group it's just so weird the in this in in the context of like the school scenarios when you see them walking down the hallway and interacting with other people it seems like they're only popular amongst themselves like they kind of go through the school nobody's really even paying attention to them they just think very highly of themselves and have kind of dubbed themselves the popular kids of this school rather than everyone else revering them as such and that's like the funniest thing because it's like nobody even gives a shit who you are so there's that right now tutoring is something that Jamie does just because she likes to help people out so she's there too when he's there and she tries to strike up a conversation with him you know about the things that she's heard he's been up to and you know does he really want to be hanging out with a with a group like that and she's like you weren't really like that you know when we were younger what happened you know and I should point out that he's from like a broken home his dad like left his mom and went and married someone else has his own kids and you know he's obviously like rebelling he's just like the poster boy for teenage angst in this right so he's just completely blowing her off he doesn't want to hear it you know he's just there to do his time and keep it moving they cut to the drama club scene he goes he sits down he's late of course and you know the other kids are there taking this shit seriously as they should you know he gets there And for some ridiculous reason, the director makes him the male lead of the entire play. And even he's like, whoa, like, what's going on here? Like, can I just be like backstage? Can I just like pull the curtains or something? No, she literally gives him with no audition, not even having been in the club, you know, and they're like seniors at this point, not even in the club at all in his high school career but sure let's give him the lead in the play everybody was looking shocked okay so he's stunned he's like god this is like my own personal hell and he knows that he's sucks they're doing like a table read of the play and he's just completely awful at it and Jamie being the sweet angel that she is she offers to help him out with his script he just has to come over and hang out and she'll go over the script with him so he goes over to her house and they're gonna go hang out and (laughs) the father who is the pastor of the town naturally he's sizing this kid up he doesn't like the cut of his jib he's heard about how he's been behaving and he's just not liking it but Jamie's very adamant about you know daddy you preach about this stuff every Sunday we have to lend a hand and just be there and be forgiving and understanding yada 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 so he's like okay so they meet a little for you know a couple of outings to go over the script and each time you know they're hanging out and they pass by his group of friends he like hides he wants to do it in secret he doesn't want them to know that he's spending time with her and she's not an idiot so she's like you know what like I'm not about to be like your secret friend you're not going to use me you know go ahead and do you know your lines yourself you're on your own so I was like okay good good Jamie good for you so he does just that they get to the play and they're literally on stage it's opening night 
And I don't know if they didn't do a dress rehearsal or what, because the character that Jamie is playing, she comes out in this beautiful dress. Her makeup is done. She has this curly hair. And I guess by the movie standards and the fact that she dresses like a nun every other day of the week, everybody is shook. Okay. They're like, oh my God, she's who knew she was beautiful. This is totally the quintessential teen movie where she takes her ponytail off and takes her sweater off and she's like a babe. Like, I mean, she's from nun to Baywatch immediately. She comes out, his eyes are bugging out of his head. He can't even remember his lines. And Mandy Moore, so sweet. She has the, oh, she has the best song ever. It's called Only Hope. And I mean, I still belt face this song in the car to this day. It was just such a good song. Of course, it's an original song for the soundtrack. And, you know, this was like her first major role um, outside of the Princess Diaries. Um, but of course, they couldn't stray, her, like have her stray too far from singing. Like even to this day, she finds a way to sing in most, if not all of her roles. But she sings this song. She captivates the heart of Landon. He's looking at her differently. And it's just like, oh my God, sparks are flying. His friends are kind of noticing. Then he has to like downplay it. And it's just like this big old mess. She's already starting to chip away at his cold, cold heart. Landon is changed okay he wants to know more about this girl he wants to spend more time with her he wants to know what makes her tick what she does in her spare time he's falling around like a little lost puppy but he's still you know coming to grips with the fact that he you know doesn't quite fit in with his friend group anymore they take notice they don't like it they go even harder torturing terrorizing pranking this poor girl Jamie and you know Landon is suddenly forced to make a decision like does he want to take the route of spending more time with Jamie and being with her or does he want to keep going down the road that's like getting him damn near kicked out of school and probably arrested one day so of course he chooses Jamie they start spending more time together and this is where the romance kicks in okay she allows him to be like soft and vulnerable and you know really just get in touch with you know his sensitive side and you know it I guess she kind of imparts a little bit of her wisdom that she gets from having such a strong faith and she just kind of shows him a new side of things you know life's not all about you know beating the sharks out there in the streets and you know knocking over mailboxes or whatever they were doing and he's starting to you know just appreciate the little things in life now the sweetest part about their relationship was that she had this bucket list of things that she wanted to do before she dies and she's like yeah this bucket list I'm just working my way through the list and he helps her get through the list like one of the things that she wanted a tattoo but of course you know she's not gonna get a real tattoo so he gets one that you like put water on and he like puts it on her shoulder and she pulls her little sweater down over her shoulder and it's like oh my god and she wants to be in two places at once so he like drives her to um like the state line and has her straddle the state line um because it's like you know she has one foot in one place and one place one foot in the other and it's just adorable, you know, and he's just falling for her harder and harder every day. 
Now, of course, in any true like teen love drama fashion that couldn't last forever, boom, Jamie reveals that she has cancer and she's been, you know, you get the impression she's been in remission for a little while and just living her life. And, you know, that's why she doesn't let people get to her. It's like, you know, she realizes there's just bigger things in life than, you know, that that those small mindedness of her asshole classmates so she reveals this and he's like oh my god so he just dedicates you know all his time to just being with her and making her life comfortable he marries her and he just completely does like a 180 and it's just really really nice to see um but yeah and full spoiler alert she does pass away um but he's a changed man forever he ends up um becoming a doctor and becoming really close with her dad and you know i just assume everybody else ended up in federal prison so <laughs> um it's it's like a roller coaster it's so predictable when you're looking at it now at, at the age that i am now um but back in the day it was like oh my gosh she has cancer she's dying like i couldn't believe it i was like no and then you think oh maybe she'll you know beat it but no she doesn't i do have a few observations though like going into it now um first of all i i still can't get over just how unbelievably mean they were to her just for being different and I know that's just me being mature now not that I thought it was funny or entertaining or that I understood it back then but now it was just like she literally just shows up to school goes to class helps out her other classmates goes to church she literally wouldn't hurt a fly so and for them to just like jump down her neck every chance every chance they get it was just like it was like damn like can you guys back off like I know it's part of the script but they're you know now I'm like a a movie snob so I'm like there was nothing leading up to it it's not like she slighted anyone it's not like you know she was a popular girl then she found Jesus and changed up on him like it was just completely it felt like random and she's the only one that they were picking on in this way and I was just like this is crazy um another funny thing was there was this strange sexual tension <laughs> between Landon and his um th- his male best friend that was in the group like he took it really hard when he chose Jamie over the group he literally said we're done we're done forever he was trying to fight him I mean he was like ready to beat everybody up over his man Landon and you know there was just scenes where he's like really super close they're like he's like kissing him on the cheeks and you know I'm, I'm being like silly but it was just he was it was giving the vibe of like Romeo and Mercutio and specifically in the version the 90s version with Leonardo DiCaprio as Romeo and Harold Harold Perrineau I believe his name is as Mercutio because the way Baz Luhrmann played it up in that one there was almost like a homoerotic kind of vibe to it where they're super super close and you know Juliet comes around and kind of changes the game and you know yes Mercutio is upset because you know she's not 
part of their gang and she's not a Montague but there was like this little hint of like Romeo is mine like you bitch so I get that same vibe watching A Walk to Remember and I don't know if they played it up that way on purpose or what but looking at it now it's like okay do you want to kiss him just go for it like it's fine nobody cares so that was funny to me um (laughs) you know the black character in this movie I swear to God, it's like word for word, the same lines as the spoof movie, not another teen movie. There's, I mean, he's literally like the only black person in this entire movie and he is a coon. I'm sorry. He is literally like, that is whack. He just says stuff that doesn't even make sense. Like he'd be like, oh man, I'm trying to flip her like a whopper. Like, what are you talking about? And he's obviously the comedic relief and, you know, he's that one tiny millimeter of a drop of diversity, I guess, in their little group. But his character name really might as well have just straight up been Token because that is all he was there for. However, much like some of the other characters, um, you can tell that in, in certain moments, like there, there's a point towards the end of the movie where some of the friend group was like understanding just how much Landon cared about Jamie. So they you know, they're kind of understanding and and supportive. And the black guy was one of them. And I know I could see in certain scenes, like that coon veil was dropping and whatever direction the director gave him, it, it, it slipped a little bit. And you could really see a really good acting performance from him. And it was it was really it was really nice to see. And I think all of them are really good, but you know, sometimes a movie is so cheesy and the script is so bad that you can't see just how talented the actors are. Like it's really, really hard for them to shine through with what they're given. But some of these characters, I I think they did a really good job. So the, the black guy was one. I think Mandy Moore was really, really sweet and endearing. And again, I told you this was her first leading role in a movie. And, you know, I mean, she's an okay singer to me. That was like a nice little plus. I mean, if you came to see this movie because you were a fan of her music, I'm sure you were pretty satisfied. But I think she's turned into a really great actress to this day. Like, I I love This Is Us. I still have to finish it. <laughs> and not because I didn't like it, but I had to stop because it was just way too emotional. But I think she's a really, really great actress. And I think this really was her big giant leap forward into that. Um, I think she played the character very well. And I think, um, I think the chemistry between, between her and Shane West was really, really great. Now, Shane West as Landon, you know, he, the way he played his character development, I mean, you could really see his character grow and mature like right before your eyes. It's it's kind of beautiful actually. And it's a little subtle the way he was playing it and very nuanced. And I think like, again, it's such a cheesy movie that you may not be able to appreciate how 
much he brought to the character but I think if you give it a shot I mean he he really did a great job and you know I mean he was just this punk kid who didn't see this girl coming even though she made the cheesy joke of okay I'll help you with your lines but you have to promise me you won't fall in love with me and then when he told her he loved her a few months later she was like I told you not to not to do that but you know and it's just so corny but I just you could just see him you could just you could just see him falling in love and I'm just such a sucker for that and it was just it was just so nice to see at 13 and at 34 I mean that really still hit me right in the feels and I can appreciate a movie that can do that you know 20 something years later All right, I wanted to shift gears here because uh, I've been seeing this news story that's getting a lot of um, attention right now. There's this um, woman named Carlethea Russell who went missing in this city in Alabama just last night. Um, And I saw something about it this morning, but, you know, as the day went on, um, you know, just uh, seeing it more and more all over social media because it's just so strange and so sad and you know a big reason why you have to just be very very careful out here even if you're trying to do something nice now um again her name is carlethia but her family and friends call her carly she was driving home i guess on one of the interstates in alabama and she sees a toddler like a four-year-old five-year-old toddler wandering around on the side of the road and she calls 911 and she tells them what she sees um as she pulls over um lets them know like oh my god there's a toddler here you know and that she needs some help right so she calls 911 when she gets off with 911 she calls her family member i believe in the news conference the mom said she was on the phone with her sister-in-law I think and she's telling her sister-in-law what happened like oh my god there's a toddler here and while she's on the phone with her sister she's getting out of the car and the sister could hear her saying um are you okay are you okay but she doesn't hear like the toddler respond or anything then suddenly she hears she doesn't hear anything it's like Carly just suddenly stops talking but the line is still open and then she suddenly hears a scream and then the line cuts out so you know she's like oh my god so you know obviously the cops were called to that area because she called about the toddler in the first place when they got there Carly's nowhere to be found there's no signs of a toddler her car is still there and running Um, They found her wig. I think her phone was still in the car um, and her ID and everything. Like it was just all still there. And there was just, I mean, you know, that, that was this. Like she just vanished into thin freaking air. And of course, you know, her family is, is in hysterics about it. Cause it's like, she was just trying to help, you know, a little toddler out and you know I'm wondering where the toddler is as well it's like what what is that but you know you hear these stories about people um you know setting traps in that way they'll use kids 
they'll use you know a lot of the times if they're trying to traffic women they'll use other women um they'll pretend like they're in distress that they need help they need to use your phone they ask for a ride they just you know they're they're like oh can you just like you know come over here to me in my car i'm having an issue like whatever the case is they're just you know and i and it sounds like someone's low enough to you know get a toddler involved and i'm like is it their own toddler like what's the deal with that but you know people will stop at nothing to be evil it seems like and it's such a shame because you know it seems like this young lady she you know had a lot going on for herself she had a bright future she was you know working her family was there and loved her and you know was supporting her and it just seems like something so random and senseless and I you know they're not saying one way or the other like she's you know not alive anymore that she's you know whatever it's still ongoing obviously I mean I think it's been like what 24 hours now so I'm hoping that she is discovered safe and sound but this is just such a scary thing to hear about and it makes you not want to help when you see something wrong or you know you 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 see someone in trouble because I'm thinking about what I would do in that scenario I'm pretty paranoid and you know just cautious anyway so I feel like I would definitely call 911 but there's no way in hell I'm pulling over I'm I would stay on the phone with police if anything but most likely just given everything that I've ever heard I would call and just keep driving um, maybe I get off the freeway and go somewhere well lit knowing me I'd probably just keep going um, to my destination um, but stay on the phone with police and just give them as much information as I could because I mean I don't know what I would do in that scenario where I had to pull over and everything was fine like am I gonna sit there and put the toddler in my car like am I gonna look around for the mom like I just I don't I don't know what more I could do other than call police but people are crazy and you have to watch your back and I am in no way trying to blame her because you know some people wouldn't even call the police or try to help so it's just really sad um, and upsetting that something so terrible could possibly be happening to her you know based on you know them luring someone like her someone kind um, you know and empathetic who would try to help a small child you know what I mean and I think a lot of people would I mean you see a little kid wandering around at night you're like what's going on but it sounds bad but I don't really care what's going on I'm you're not gonna catch me slipping like that and I wonder what you guys would do like would you try to help get pretty involved in the situation or would you keep driving and just call it in like what is your first instinct you know and I mean there's no right or wrong answer here but I'm, I'm really curious so if you guys want to tweet me or hit me up on Instagram at vodka melanade um you know or if you know me personally just text me because I'm just curious what other people would do but you know, with all these people going missing and just being targeted, um, you know, and they're just playing off of people's emotions and, and desire to help those in trouble. 
I mean, my God, like you can't even, I mean, there's like that thing going around where, you know, there could be something stuck in your windshield. Like people will slip stuff under your windshield or put money there or they'll put just something that looks weird or put something that looks like a ticket or something like just to be safe rather than sorry. Just get in your car and get home, get to your destination and then remove it. It's not worth it. People are waiting for people to drop their guard and turn their back and then that's how they get you. I've seen a lot of um, TikToks of women who, you know, they park their car and they go inside of an establishment and then they come out and they notice like a van or a truck or just any car really parked really, really close to their car. And it's not even like the lot is full and they have no choice. Like this is, I've seen the cases I've seen where the lot is completely empty and like some weird looking, you know, we rate people van is like parked right up against the driver's side to where she would have to like try to slide in. And, you know, a lot of the women there, they've gotten uh, security guards or store employees or, you know, they call their husband to come meet them or, you know, they just wait till the van leaves. You know, sometimes it's like fine. It's just another shopper in the store too. But um, there's been a few times I've seen where the woman waits or gets someone. And then as soon as they're escorted to their car or if they're taking too long to come back to their car, the van pulls off and stuff like that is terrifying to think about because it's like, and a lot of this is in broad daylight. These people who are just ready to do these heinous things to strangers, I mean, they're they're just getting more and more bold by the day. So everybody, you just got to stay vigilant, pay attention to your surroundings. Um, you know, don't be distracted. Don't be on your phone while you're walking. If you can, you know, have a little buddy system, you know, walk with a coworker to your car at night or, you know, just... I don't know, share your location when you can, like, just, just be aware because it's getting really, really crazy out there and people just, they don't give a shit anymore. They're just, they're just out for whatever it is that they're out for and they're going to do it at the cost of you or your loved one. So just everybody pay attention and stay safe out there. And I know this is like a complete opposite of what I started this podcast on it's like super heavy now but that's just my little PSA okay please be careful hey guys if you made it this far thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast from the bottom of my heart I truly appreciate it now there's a new episode every Sunday so be sure to come on back for another round of vodka melonade bye